0: Welcome and welcome to the uh, Dr. Doom podcast. I forgot which podcast this was. I'm your host, Dr. Doom. A little content warning for you for today's episode. Um, (laughs) One of these stories might be a little bit triggering if you're sensitive to, I don't know, stuff like violence against children. Um, This is not in any way dealt with. In a mature way in this in this uh, story, but it's just an incidental part of the uh, of the story. So, um, yeah, so be warned and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing too horrible, but uh, if you want to soldier on with me, I'm going to tell you a few stories about uh, some of the weirdest people I ever worked with. I'm going to start with, uh, well, let's just get right into it. <laughs> I'm going to take in the way back machine to when I was a medical student. Um, I I finished my first two years and sort of uh, gravitated towards the harder sides of medicine, the harder science and procedural sides. I knew I didn't like general surgery, but I thought maybe a surgical subspecialty would be of interest. Um, I knew I didn't like obstetrics i knew i didn't like psychiatry after you know doing the coursework for psychiatry but everything else was good and i still like family medicine and stuff and so when i when i was coming through i sort of decided okay i like internal medicine quite a lot uh, because it deals with everything and it's you know it's a big broad knowledge base and there was a lot of stuff i really enjoyed out of it um but i also liked radiology for the same reason but i liked the physics of it a little bit more but nonetheless there you still have to jump through all the hoops and one of those hoops that i had to jump through was a rotation through psychiatry so i'm gonna sniff sorry i know the organic sounds that come out of my body on this podcast are revolting and i apologize um anyway i had to do my psychiatry rotation it was like two months and i thought God, what a waste of time. <laughs> Not because I think psychiatry is a waste of time. It was because I knew there was no way in hell I was going to get involved in a career in psychiatry. Um, I didn't, you know, I found the patients frustrating. I found the science of it like too uncertain, too wishy-washy. And frankly, this is maybe just my experience. I found the psychiatrist to be a little bit weird. But uh, all that said... Um, You know, that's not across the board. There were some normal ones, but they all seemed to be really, really quirky. And I was like, man, to me, this is just a fucking job. I just want to do my job, do do it well, help people, but then get out of here. I don't want to live, like, change my lifestyle. (laughs) And, And I felt like to join that club, you had to have all these weird quirks. Like, we had one old Caucasian guy who wore, like... Shirts that looked like they were from a set of Chinese pajamas. Don't know why. Uh, he wore that every day. And uh, another fella who left his uh, dress shirt unbuttoned down to his belly button. All the time. I don't know why. It was just the way it was. But uh, I, I did my uh, rotation in a different hospital than where I was training. And uh i met the weirdest of them all (laughs) so psychiatry unfortunately it has an exam component like a core it's a core rotation i should say of the medical school training system so there's an exam you have to study for and you had to do patient interviews and stuff so this is kind of the story of my psychiatry rotation the guy who was i I met him um, when i first started Um, he was uh, he was our preceptor or I guess uh, the supervisor for medical students and he was sort of in charge of whether I passed or failed or whatever and I'd seen him around the hospital and I never knew it was a physician I thought it was a patient but when I uh, went into his office he was very nice but the thing that st- stood out to me was that he wore a lot of like makeup like um, there's this tribe in Africa um god it's in mali but i can't remember what what the name of the tribe is but where the men like will stand up and and like present themselves to the women they wear all this eye makeup and they blink a lot like to make their you know but they, they're wearing like eyeshadow and, and eyeliner and stuff and they try to make their eyes look really i don't know pop or whatever and uh and i kind of remember Some article about them being the most beautiful men in the world. Anyway, this guy did the eye makeup thing, which was a little bit, I mean, like I said, they're all kind of quirky. And it wasn't, I don't think he was, you know, trans. He was just, that was just kind of the way he was. Um, He also wore every day a full body velour jumpsuit. Um, Different color each day. Um, But it was like, if you had a 1980s era Honda Accord, the jumpsuits were made of the upholstery of that car, and they, but they'd be gold or purple, or they were always really elaborate. They'd have like gold piping, <laughs> but I just thought, oh my God, I like, this is going to be challenging because on top of that, he was super, super serious about medical school student performance. And I absolutely was not... Um, the highlight of his uh, teaching experience so first of all I didn't really know I mean I had read like you'd always read the textbook before you'd start the rotation I'd read the psychiatry textbook but distinguishing um, bipolar disorder from uh, schizophrenia it sounds like straightforward but it was not (laughs) I still to this day there are people I would have said oh yeah they're definitely they have schizophrenia And no, it's bipolar disorder. I I still don't, I still can't really tell. (laughs) You know, when someone's manic with bipolar or whatever, that can mask the symptoms or that can be like the symptoms of uh, schizophrenia. Anyway, so every time we would go to the emergency department um, together to see a new patient, um, you know, we would do the interviews together. And like, if I forgot to ask uh you know there were certain questions you had to ask you plan to harm yourself or others that kind of thing and if i forgot to do it man he would like really reprimand me afterwards but it was like well you'd already asked and you know what i mean like it was it just felt weird going into these like people are in this mental distress and you're going in oh with your medical student and i just wanted to like be in a corner i didn't mind observing Um, but I didn't want to intrude into this person's like crisis. I just felt like I was making things worse. There's already a dude in a jumpsuit with eye makeup, kind of trying to, and it feels like that person is judging you. You know what I mean? And now you got this fucking medical student, you know, who's overweight in his plaid shirt and his little dockers that don't fit. And he's (laughs) asking the same questions. What the fuck is this? Um, so I just, the whole rotation was so awkward. Um, and we had these inpatients and, uh, and some of them were really kind of struggling a lot. And there, we, you know, we caught them, um, doing things with one another that were inappropriate. And it was just like, I, I just felt like this is the worst two months of my life. <laughs> I just hate this so much. Um, but this guy and, and this guy was always riding me like just. You know, at first I was like, okay, he's just a hard-ass. He's like our standard sort of hard-ass preceptor. But after a while, he'll warm up to me when I sort of come around to his style. But no matter what I did, trying to emulate what he would do, trying to ask the questions he would ask and and take the notes that he would take, uh, every time he would pick me apart afterwards, he was really judgmental. And it got to the point where I really didn't like this guy, but I couldn't really do anything about it. Um, And I just tried, like, you know, I tried to be, I thought, well, you know, he's in psychiatry for a reason. Maybe, maybe he has issues and, and maybe he's kind of projecting, he was narcissistic, I felt. And he was kind of projecting that, you know, his problems onto me kind of, I don't know. I, I. I was everything he loathed as a fat person who didn't wear floor jumpsuits or eye makeup. I felt really <laughs> like we were not in the same uh, in the same category of human being in his mind. Anyway, so we survived it, and about uh, two months later, I was back in the province where I was training, and uh, and I got this call, and it was from another psychiatrist that I'd worked with back in the hospital with this guy and he said oh i just wanted to check and make sure you know you were okay that nothing came up when you were in the you know doing your rotation here that made you uncomfortable and i said i don't i have no idea what you're talking about i said said, oh well the fellow that you were working with it turned out um he, he had a big stash of child pornography and he was caught with it and he ended up, you know, driving in front of a train and uh, he, he killed himself. <laughs> he, was a, he was a gay pedophile, according to the... <laughs> That's how they worded it. <laughs> and I was like, what? What is going on here? It was this weirdest... He was the weirdest guy. And this was the guy in charge of us, of of all of the medical students. Uh, who the fuck chooses that specialty? Honestly, I look, if you're if you're a psychiatrist or you're in the psychiatry program, just look yourself in the mirror and go, why am I doing this <laughs> so fucked up? Look, and, and all joking aside, there were some very nice psychiatrists. I just never met them. This uh, second personality I'm going to talk about is a fellow radiologist. Um, in Canada, Canada is very much a divided country, um, more so with our current government in place than I think ever before. But, uh, you know, we're divided geographically, it's a huge place, but also by language, by a bunch of other social issues. Um, and uh, and and that gets played. I feel like from the political side, in order to uh, you know make it us versus them and to get votes. But um, one of the big divisions is between Quebecers and non-Quebecers, and people from Quebec uh, speak French, and it's La Belle Province, and they get a lot more say in how everything works than the rest of us because they're special because they speak a different language apparently all that aside i have lots of friends from quebec (laughs) i'm not i i am dissing the province a little bit but it's not your fault that that's just the way you're you know our country is being exploited well one of the radiologists i worked with um was a fella named dr y and he was from la belle province and uh he was so funny he uh we were out on the east coast where i did my program and he did um chest he was a chest radiologist now if you can imagine what a chest radiologist does there are like three different things there's infections there's interstitial lung disease and there's cancer and cancer takes up roughly 85 percent of what you do as a specialist chest radiologist you look for cancer, you stage cancer, you compare cancer to old studies, and the um, obsessive treatment is working. But Dr. Y was a different breed. And he was a chest radiologist who smoked two back a day. He <laughs> was the coolest guy you ever met. He was a great teacher, um, but I couldn't believe that he smoked. and. Every day, um, there used to be walnut crunch donuts at the Tim Hortons down downstairs. So he would say, send me down. Do you mind going down? I need a coronary crunch, and then I'm going to take five minutes for some fresh air. <laughs> Get his donut, and then he'd go out for a smoke with his donut. Anyway, um, Dr. Y, was a, he was a funny guy, um, the smoking chest radiologist. And uh, I remember... He ended up leaving, he, he went back to Quebec sort of halfway through my uh, my training. And a couple of fellows from uh, the year ahead of me went to Quebec to go to a uh, course, and I think to see a hockey game too. And after the hockey game, they went out to a bar and Dr. Y, out of nowhere, attacked one of them and wrestled him to the ground. <laughs> Colin, Colin, I have you now I have you now (laughs) and uh, that's really it that's the story of Dr. Y I just thought he was an interesting character and uh, deserved a a little shout out (laughs) since we're doing these story hours This last story is about the only time I got in a uh, physical altercation with a patient. Um, so in, uh, in my program, uh, where our conference room was for neuroradiology rounds was right outside the MRI unit in the adult hospital. And, uh, one day we were all sitting around doing radiology rounds or doing, uh, I guess it was, uh, brain tumor rounds. And, uh, And I heard this commotion, um, from the direction of the MRI and heard a big crash and I heard a woman scream (laughs) and I was in a room full of 30 people, but I was like, I can't just sit here if somebody's in trouble. So I ran out the door and there was this dude, um, in a patient, Johnny, and he just had fucking murder in his eyes. And our technologist was on the ground bloody nose young lady and this guy was saying I'm gonna fucking kill you I said oh my god so I went I went to grab the guy but I didn't know what he was in with I didn't I didn't know what the problem was um so I just wanted to separate the two of them initially and I was trying to get his name he wouldn't say anything to me but I kept walking him down the hallway like walking away from the technologist I figured somebody else would call security somebody else would figure out what to do with the technologist but the guy was he, i was probably i probably had 50 pounds on him and um and you know six inches so i figured okay well if he takes a swing at me i can just kind of flatten him but um you know I, I, hopefully it won't come to that kind of thing because I figured he's having an MRI. Maybe he's got some sort of mental illness or who the hell knows what's going on, like an acute psychiatric episode. So you never want to like hurt somebody. You just you want to sort of intervene and keep everyone sort of safe. So he started running off and uh, I ran off after him, trying to kind of keep him away from, because we have a lot of places where there's like unprotected ultrasound technologies and stuff all over the hospital and uh, this guy was just kind of screaming and running and he hit the stairwell and ran up the stairs and on the floor right above us was the operating room. And as somebody was coming out of the operating doors, as luck would have it, he hit those doors and went into the operating theater, like into the rooms, but not the theaters. You know what I mean? Like there's a hallway that goes all the way around the operating rooms and then in each door there's an operating room. So he was in the hallway I said, dude, you can't go in there. You can't go in there. And he turned around and he charged at me and he took a swing and I ducked and he hit the top of my head and I just lifted him off the ground and slammed him into the ground. Like I, and then I started thinking, oh my God, if I killed this guy, but he started struggling again and I kind of got my knee up on him and I got his hands pinned down and I asked them to call security. Anyway, it turned out that he had had like these weird seizures where he would get like extremely aggressive, and he was having one of these seizures, and that's why he had the MRI. But I got, um, you know, I got popped on the top of the head. But uh, but this poor guy, <laughs> where I slammed him down, he couldn't have felt good because um, I came down right on top of him. So, um, you know, apologies to you if you're the guy whose ribs I broke while you were in the middle of having a seizure. That's a pretty bad day. But, uh, you know, our poor technologists got, got smacked and I didn't know what was going to happen. Well, this is kind of... Uh, th- th- these episodes are getting drier and drier. I don't know if I should keep going or not. I've got a few more stories. Um, uh, I've got, uh, you know, such interesting things as the guy who ate a swizzle stick. The time I gave a barium enema that didn't go well. The wheel that fell off my truck. I don't know. Are these things that you guys are interested in? I uh, I think my plan is that I'm just going to keep doing these until I'm just sort of out of stories from, from my uh, training and that kind of thing. And then that'll be that. Uh, I'll go back to the One Foot in the Grave podcast. And as more stories come up, maybe we'll put up occasional posts here when it's more appropriate. But I certainly don't want to put out boring content. I worry... I worried that today's stories were a little bit boring because they were kind of about personalities. And even the fight story, which should have been great. I should have had lots of detail in there. I don't really remember it because it was like 15 years ago. (laughs) Lasted eight minutes. But it was, uh, you know, I am remembered in health. Well, I shouldn't say where I trained. I'm remembered for being the guy that got in a fight with the patient. So uh, anyway... Until next time, stay healthy, stay classy, see you again soon.